Hello to all the mamas listening. I'm Eden, Brittany's daughter. I want to let you know that us kids need our parents praying for us. Mama made a beautiful prayer journal to help you do that. Find the Head to Toe Prayer Journal at www.nohighercalling.org. Ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. We are kicking off a new year. It is 2024, believe it or not. Um, And this month in January on the podcast, we are really looking at the word simplify. Um, As I was just coming to this season in my own life, it is really just a season where we just needed to simplify some things. And, um, you know, sometimes unique seasons call for that, but sometimes life in and of itself just gets so out of control that we really need to put on the brakes and just ask what is important, what is not important, are my priorities God's priorities? Um, I don't think God has called us to burn out and overwhelm and just flying by the seat of our pants. Um, I, I think it's great to be actively engaged in the things that God has called you to do. But I think so many of us feel like we are just spinning our wheels and can never catch up. Um, So with all of that going on in my own mind, as we're coming down off the holiday season high, and then in our own life and family as I am having a newborn, um, this word simplify just kept coming back to mind. Several different podcast uh, topics that you all have asked me to address before all just kept coming back to this idea of simplify. So it's like, well, the Lord keeps bringing it to my mind uh, for a reason. So we're going to go forward with it. So we have been looking at several different topics uh, as we really try to emphasize this idea of simplifying different areas of our lives. I mean, throughout this month, as we kind of just go with this theme, it's going to bounce all around from uh, meal planning to phones to schedules um, to just just a variety of different things, really. Um, But in this episode, we are going to talk about simplifying and establishing, really, I guess, foundation establishing a morning routine, um, but with the emphasis of simplifying. And I think it is so funny um, that I am tackling this subject now because I have a newborn baby and I have no morning routine other than to try to sleep in as long as possible and cuddle my baby. (laughs) So right now, morning routines are all out of whack, um, but that's okay. That is the season that I'm in. That is the that is what this season calls for. And it's a short season. And it's okay. So I am I'm good with that. Um, it's just very funny to be speaking to this topic uh, from that current point. Um, but I am gleaning from past knowledge, from past success in this area, and then from some other research I've done as I have delved into other sources. So I hope that the culmination of all of that will help you in your season if you are in a good season to establish a morning routine. 
So I'm going to link down in the show notes. I did an episode a while back on establishing a good evening routine. Um, If you have not listened to that podcast episode, I would highly encourage you to stop this one and go listen to that one first. Um, Because really, that's where we're going to start. Establishing a good morning routine, I think the key factor in having a successful morning is setting yourself up for success in the evening. Um, We're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a few moments, but it's connected. It is so connected. And I've seen that again and again in my life. When I do certain habits and rhythms and things in my evening, looking ahead to the next day, my day already is off to a much, much, much better start. Uh, whether I am, you know, ticking off all the boxes of my normal established morning routine, or if I am giving myself the freedom to sleep in and cuddle my baby, if I do some of those evening things, it really helps set up for success in the next day. Um, so I'm not going to rehash all of the evening routine stuff. You can go back and catch that past episode. Um, but I did want to just lay that foundation here for this topic. I think that that is really, really, really key. Um, because I, I, okay. So I used to be a morning person, um, before kids, <laughs> pre kids, I was very much a morning person. Like I would go to bed at nine o'clock in the evening, but I would be up at 5 AM and those morning hours were my prime hours. Now, maybe one day, life will circle me back around to that. I I actually hope so. I love the morning hours. There's just something fresh and new and invigorating about, um, you know, those hours, five, six, seven o'clock. But when I married Simeon, he was not a morning person. He was a night owl. So it didn't work out if, you know, I'm going to bed at nine and he's sleeping until nine. Like it just, it wasn't working with our schedules and with our work schedules. We weren't interacting enough. Um, so I kind of started becoming a little more of a night owl, like ever so slightly as much as I could manage. And then when we had kids like that, just, I'm not a morning person. I'm not a night person. I'm just a, if you, if I have a freedom to nap at any time, like I will, because sleep just evades me (laughs) and whenever I get the chance is good enough for me. Um, no, it's just the season of life that we're in with a lot of littles, um, But all that to say, you know, I I used to have some really good morning rhythms in place and then all that kind of just fell off. Nothing was happening. And so my mornings were just kind of a take it as it comes, which I found just really had a snowball effect of negativity on my day. If I didn't feel like I was getting productive uh, early enough in the day, if I was getting some things done, if I missed my time with the Lord, like it was just kind of really just springboarded, I guess, into the rest of the day going on a downhill slope. Um, And and that's not what I wanted. But I also realized that I couldn't have this big fancy, I mean, you know, to each his own. Everybody has a different personality and different sleep requirements and different kid dynamics and family and life and all of that. Um, you know, so if you're one of those people that I see that get up at four o'clock and, you know, have this beautiful regimented schedule of time with the Lord and catching up on emails and doing some writing and getting in your exercise and drinking your shake and all of that happens, you know, before 7 a.m., then man, kudos to you. That is great. 
But I am speaking to the woman who is like, I need some semblance of order to my morning, but I just don't have a lot to give. I don't have uh, a lot of energy. I don't a lot have have a lot of mental space. Um, and that's where the simplifying really is going to come in here. And all that connects back to what I had just said. Really, I feel like the evening is so key because I have found while I really do like to relax in the evenings, I'm usually like late morning to early afternoon is my prime time. That's where I'm like, let's go. Let's get homeschooling done. Let's prep breakfast for the next day. Just one thing to the next I'm at it. Um, But then as the day wears on, I usually, like our kids go to bed at 7. I like to start winding my day down. But I found if I do a few things in the evening, it really helps me just transition into a new day. If my kitchen is tidied up, dishes put in the dishwasher, like I I don't want to get up in the morning when I'm already trying to like come out of a fog. Kids are up before me with the energy of the Energizer Bunny. Maybe they just suck it out of me. I don't know. Um, But, you know, the tasks of the day looming over me and a husband who's trying to get out the door for his responsibilities, you know, nothing is more of like that sinking in your stomach feeling than coming around the corner and looking at a kitchen that like everybody's hungry, everybody wants breakfast, and yet like there's crumbs everywhere and there's dirty dishes in the sink and all those things. So like that's one thing in my evening that I've just, I, I reset the kitchen. We have, we hit the reset button. It's ready to go. And then there are a few other little things that I do in the evening that really help me in the morning to wear a the, the, the evening and the morning routine are connected. What I'm doing in the evening really links to my morning, but I don't have to do it in the morning. So I'm not having to get up extra early to get that done. It's done. You know, I'm, I'm not having to, to delay other things I need to get done in the morning because I have to do X, Y, Z. I did it in the evening. So that is very important. I'd catch that episode. Um, but really, as we talk about the morning routine, and I was I was doing a lot of research and coming to a bunch of different things, all kinds of different ideas, whether it's from uh, you know a worldly perspective or a Christian perspective or all these different. I was just trying to be open minded and get a broad spectrum of people's opinions on a morning routine. But something that I kept coming to when I was really using that filter of simplicity and simplifying is just the idea that a good morning routine is about filling your heart with what you need to draw from to serve your family throughout the day. So we don't have to make this complicated. We can keep it simple because it's when it's simple that it's doable. I am an overachiever. I'm a type A. I'm a perfectionist. If I'm going to have a routine, you know, I want it to to check all the boxes. I want to, you know, get my morning sun and get my walk and take my supplements and have, you know, the beautiful 30 minutes of quiet time with the Lord and write in my prayer journal and write in my gratitude journal and read some from my book. You know what? That's never going to be accomplished. Like probably well, I don't know. I might say maybe when my kids are out of the house, but then I hope that my grandkids are here all the time. So I don't know that it's ever going to look like that. So setting that as my goal or as my, you know, desired outcome, I'm, I'm already setting myself up for failure. It's not going to happen. So I like the idea in simplifying is what are just some core things that fill my heart that I can then draw from 
as I serve my family throughout my day. And coming to it from this approach has really been interesting to me um, because I've been playing or I've been experimenting with this. Um, You know, so there are some mornings where I slept in late or the kids are up early or for whatever reason, I just hit the ground running and nothing that I was supposed to do in my, you know, quote unquote morning routine happens. And I have noticed that as I am serving and as I am ministering to my children, to my husband, in my home, that I feel like I'm just, I'm impatient, I'm I'm burnt out, I'm overwhelmed uh, just from the get-go. Whereas the mornings where I do just try to have a few foundational things, even if I have to like, okay, I slept in or whatever, even if I have to delay my morning just a tad, just getting in a, a little bit of some foundational things that really fill my heart um, it does give me something that I can draw from. It puts me on, on a different plane than the other type of morning. So that's what I've been trying to work on. Nothing fancy, nothing crazy. I need something that is doable. I need it to be able to be accomplished in like 15 minutes. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not in a season where I can plan to get up an hour, two hours before my kids. There are other seasons of life where I could do that. I'm not there right now. And that's okay. Um, I think sometimes we almost pine for a different season, feeling like, oh, we're so inadequate when we need to just embrace the season that we're in. We, I did an episode on that, talking about embracing your season. Embrace the season that you're in and do with it what you can um, in that moment. And if another season comes, tweak, change, do whatever. But but whatever your season you're in right now, if you come to that and you're like, look, this is just my morning, I don't have much to give, um, but but I need something. Hopefully this episode is for you because it has helped me. Um, so coming to the morning with that idea, what are just a few things to fill my heart that will give me something to draw from? And, you know, I really think that asking that question as a Christian means that I've got to get some time with the Lord. Now, that doesn't happen all of the time. Sometimes, it, it you know, I it, I have to make it up at nap time or I have to make it up in the evening. Um, but if I can get something, something, even if it's just a verse, even if it's a word, um, even if it's just a quick prayer, something in the morning, laying that foundation, really starting my day with God. Um, I actually did a podcast interview episode with Crystal Payne from The Money Saving Mom. She was talking about her book, Time Saving Mom, which is fabulous. Um, She has a whole section on morning routines. So if that's your thing, she's got much more wisdom to offer than I do. But we did an episode together called Starting Your Day with God, and she gave some really great ideas. I'm going to talk about a few of those um, in just a minute. But um, in coming to this, I've asked myself, okay, what does a good morning routine look like for me? What are the bare bones? Like, let's strip it back. You know, um, yes, I would like it to look like, you know, this is my dream morning routine. Okay, there it is. Everything that I would love to do in the morning before my day starts and before I start serving others. Um, that's not practical. So let's strip it back. How can we simplify? What are the core things? Just a handful of things. Um, so this is my morning. I wake up. Usually my husband always gets up at six o'clock. Sometimes I'm up between six and seven. Again, I have a newborn right now. So that just, you know, 
baby dictate my dictates my schedule. Um, but I try on a normal routine to at least be up um, a little bit. Now in our house on a normal schedule, again, baby's got things a little different now, but usually our household knows 7.30 is like official day has started. That's when we get breakfast. That's the first thing we do. So my kids have some little morning routines they're going to do. I'm going to talk about that at the very end. Um, but that is like when our day officially launches. So usually I am up no later than seven. So I have that. Well, really I I go to get breakfast. I really only have like 15, 20 minutes. Um, and then I go and start heating up breakfast that Hopefully I've prepared the day before. Um, But, okay, so what does my morning routine look like in a 15-minute time chunk? Because that's often what it looks like in this season. So I wake up, I get dressed, and usually I'm just home. Um, I'm trying, you know, I've seen some people on Instagram that are all about like, you know, just getting dressed every day. It helps you feel better and get stuff done. And, and, I, and I see that, but I'm in a postpartum season. So usually I, I change from like PJs to like comfy clothes. It's just where we're at right now, <laughs> nursing a baby and having a recovering body and all of that stuff. But I do like put on something different than what I wore to bed. Um, and I just wash my face. I love just like the cleansing of who new day, wash off the night. Here we go. Um, brush my teeth. Most mornings, it does not include makeup. Sometimes, you know, if we're going somewhere, then I'll do a full face. Um, if I've got something small going on, I might do a half a face, <laughs> not a half a face, but like a quick face makeup. Um, but most days, like it's just, I'm not in that season, but just washing my face, getting fresh, that's what I do. Um, then I climb back in bed and I read my Bible. Um, I'm currently reading through the Psalms. I'm actually reading through the Psalms backward right now. Um, cause normally I start at the beginning of a book, but then sometimes, you know, the really lengthy books I fizzle out or I do something else. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start backwards and go forwards. And that way, if I do that, like I won't be always missing the end of the Psalms. So I've just been reading through several Psalms a day in my own personal Bible reading. And then I pray. Um, And this was something that Crystal really talked about in the episode that I did with her. But in the morning, as you're getting ready, whatever, if you have a prayer time, as you're making breakfast, just early in the morning when you're starting your day, give your day to God through prayer. And I've been trying to do that. And it has been a blessing to me. Just whatever I have on my agenda that day, literally I pray the day's schedule of events to the Lord. You know, Lord, um, you know, be with Simeon as he goes out uh, to school today. Be with us as we homeschool or, you know, as we have this appointment or this person coming over or this phone call that I need to make or just whatever details I have that day. I'm just praying through it from morning till night. I'm asking God, I'm bringing him into every piece of the day and asking him to to be with it, to bless it, to give me gospel opportunities, to help me to be Christ-like in all of my actions. And that's been a really good thing to start in my morning really just praying that way. Um, I also try to spend a little bit of time in prayer. I'm praying for my family members, praying for my husband, praying for my children. I have, I'm using the no hair calling, uh, head to toe prayer journal for my kids. Um, so I just rotate through each one has their own book. 
Um, and I just go through, you know, today was Knox's day. So I prayed, I was praying over his hands. Um, you know, then tomorrow will be Ivy's. And usually a lot of those prayers tend to be like, well, I'll be with all of my children. But then there's a journal section where I can write in very specific prayers for that child. So it tends to look like that. That's how I'm using it right now. I'm kind of praying, okay, pray for everybody's hands. And these are the different things. And these are the different scriptures. But whoever's child's journal I'm in that day, they get some of the more specific prayers, maybe something they're struggling with, something that they're doing well in that I want to praise the Lord for, um, an area where I need to be better at my parenting, be more like the Holy Spirit um, in in that area. So I, I try to get that. And again, that doesn't always take very long. Sometimes it's just bullet point going through those things, bringing them before the Lord. Um, but one thing I also really like about giving the details of my day to the Lord is it gets me thinking through the different points of my day. So as I transition from that, that, you know, reading a few Psalms, having a little bit of prayer time as I'm getting up, as I'm heading out to the kitchen or whatnot, I'm thinking on, okay, what, what is today? What do we have going on? Do I need to start a load of laundry? I try to do that like first thing. Sometimes even before breakfast, I'm getting that going so that we can just keep that moving. I'm not playing catch up later. We're getting it started first off in the day. Uh, What are we going to eat for dinner? Do I need to set something out? Do I need to put something in the fridge? Do I need to turn on the crock pot? Um, So just a few of those, just thinking through the day. I like to, uh, we turn on hymns, instrumental hymns that really sets the tone of our home. It's a great way to start our day. And then I get my supplements and we eat breakfast and that really launches into the rest of our day. But that's pretty much my morning routine in this season. Now you'll see it didn't have getting outside. It didn't have exercise. It didn't have reading time. Um, That's just not the season that I'm in right now. But that's okay because where I'm at, I feel like hitting these highlights, just that quick get dressed, wash face, reading my Bible, having a little bit of time in prayer with the Lord, trying to bullet point through my day really quick. What do I need to do to get on top of the day? Setting the tone of our home with worship music and then making sure I get in my supplements and get breakfast on the table. Those are really, those are my anchor points that if I can hit these things, which don't take a ton of time. Again, this can happen in 15 minutes. I have filled myself. I have anchored my heart in what is important. I have brought God into my day. I've acknowledged his presence. He was already there, but I am acknowledging his presence and I'm asking for him to then continue to be with me throughout my day. And I find when I do that, I tend to be a little more quick to acknowledge his presence then throughout my day. Um, You know, maybe I didn't get a huge chunk of prayer time. I, I just got through my day, prayed a few things for my husband and my children, and we jumped in. But I feel like kind of starting that conversation with God in the morning Uh, the conversation more naturally flows throughout the day. So when I'm putting away breakfast dishes, you know, we continue our chat. Or as, you know, we're transitioning between math and language, you know, I'm uh, continuing to pray for my children or my homeschooling or whatever. It just, it seems like a natural uh, start to a conversation that then just continues on and off throughout my day with the Lord. So those are kind of my anchor points. Those are my important things that I focus on. That may look totally different for you. Um, But just some of those ideas in a nutshell, just thinking through a few areas and, okay, what does this need to look like for me, is I I think it's important that we all have some quiet time in the morning, that we 
you've got to set your priorities. And like I said, whether you can spend your whole devotional time um, in the morning, or if you just need to get a verse and a prayer and then revisit that later in the day, make sure that God is in your morning. Um, then if you want, you know, maybe you need some organization. What do you need to, how do you need to start your day? Well, do you need to think through your day? Do you need to do some planning? Um, some people like to use their morning for creativity. I don't feel like that is my prime time to sit down and like try to write or journal. Um, you know, I journal my prayers, but I don't like, as far as like working on a project, my brain is not in that space, but maybe yours is. Um, when I am in the season, when I can get up a little bit earlier, I do enjoy bringing in some reading time. I'm reading from a good devotional book or, or a, you know, just a book that's really helping my Christian faith. Um, obviously exercise is huge. I was, I was in a season a few years ago where I took a prayer walk every morning and it was such a sweet, sweet thing. And I would love to get back to that. Um, eventually when a season changes. Um, But I know a lot of people really feel refreshed and ready to jump into a day um, when you exercise. Um, So one other thing that I saw as I was looking through this is to give yourself the gift of complete focus by not using your phone the first hour or so of the day. You'll see in all those things that I talked about that that fill me up, that I try to be an anchor point of the day as I gave these different categories of things you could think through as you're trying to establish your morning routine. Phone was not in those. And I'm just going to be perfectly honest. That's something that I'm really struggling with right now. And it's more so because of our time zone. Um, I have been really working to time block when it is okay and when it is not okay for me to be on my phone. Um, that's just been something that I've been working on in my own personal life. Uh, for example, like after nine o'clock in the evening, like it, I, it's down. That is, I don't want to end my night on my phone. Um, you know, I have really tried to block out those morning hours. It's often when we're doing our homeschooling. So I try to not have it with me, um, so that it's just not a constant draw, when that's time that I really need to be focusing on my home and my children. Um, but I do have a pocket of time in the afternoon where I catch up on things. I have a pocket of time in the evening where I use it. Um, but in other seasons, when we were in the States and we were on in the same time zone as most of our people, um, you know, I, I didn't go for it first thing in the morning. Um, I didn't need to necessarily. Now that we're here in Australia and everybody is awake, uh, while we are sleeping, when I wake up, I am bombarded with, you know, family chats and emails and Instagram messages and all of those things. And they really should not have the draw on me that they do. But sometimes, and I, I really struggle with feeling like, okay, to allow myself that big gap from my phone in the morning to focus on homeschooling, I need to catch up on all of these things, um, Like, I I don't want to get to one o'clock in the day and then like have this overwhelm of stuff. So I catch up in the morning. So that's just a current struggle and thing that I'm trying to work through and pray through. How can I be better about that? Um, Maybe it's necessarily not a bad thing to just do a quick check, see what's important and respond. Um, But what's my priority? Is the first thing that I grab my phone or is the first thing that I grab my Bible? What what is the order of events of my morning? Um, Which thing gets the extra time. 
um, because sometimes there is no extra time. So if I'm leaving my Bible reading to the extra few minutes that I may or may not get, um, that's a misplaced priority. I need to leave my phone for that. So that's something I'm navigating in my own life. Um, but I do think it's just an important thing that we need to think about when we come to this topic of a morning routine. What place does your phone hold in your morning routine? Is that something that you need to try to figure out and you need to work through? Um, and then just here at the end, I want to talk about quickly establishing a morning routine for your kids. Now, this has been very, very helpful for us in our home because we do have early risers. Um, and we got to a point where they were just all like coming into our bedroom, crowding around our faces, just staring at us, waiting for us to be like, okay, you can you can get up and go play now. Um, and we're like, okay, this is not going to work. Um, so it is still a work in progress. I cannot say we have perfected this, especially with one of my children who is a very early riser. Um, but this is kind of what we have established for them. You've got to stay in your room until 7 a.m. Now, my son gets a little more leeway, and I'll just go ahead and say he's, he's, he's my early riser. He's usually up at 6. He gets a little more leeway because he does not have to share his room. Um, he's the only one in there. So if he gets up early, sometimes we let him play Legos or do something quiet, look at a book in his room. But he's supposed to stay in his room until daddy's the official at 7 o'clock. Um, he goes and opens the kiddos' doors, says good morning, starts your morning routine, and that's when their day is supposed to start. Um, because like I said, I usually sleep closer till 7. Um, now I've got the baby, so that's you know a whole nother element of that. My husband does get up at 6, but he's reading his Bible. He's having his time with the Lord. Um, so the kiddos are supposed to stay in their room. The girls... They sleep a little bit longer, so they usually sleep till about 7. Um, but the kids know that across the board, the rule that we're working really hard to like solidify into our home life is that you stay in your bedroom until 7. You don't come out until daddy comes and gets that official door is open, day has started, you can now emerge. Uh, now, obviously, they can go to the bathroom or whatever if they need to. Um, but they wake up at 7, and then their morning routines. So for my five and three-year-old, it's very simple. You make your bed and you get dressed. I lay out the kids' clothes. This is one of my uh, evening routine leading into the morning routine things. I lay out their clothes the day before. Um, so they know what they're wearing. It's super simple. Dirty clothes go in their hamper. They get dressed in their new clothes for the day um, and they're good to go. So they get dressed. I've already laid it out. They know what they're wearing. And as far as making the bed, I had somebody ask me one time, like, how do you teach your three-year-old to make her bed? Well, she makes her bed like a three-year-old, but I'm totally okay with that because she's a three-year-old. Um, she put forth the effort to try to smooth out her blankets and like put her pillow in pillow spot. So we're going to call it and we are going to cheer and we are going to say great job for finishing your morning routine. Now, obviously, as they get a little bit older, I expect a little bit more out of my son. He's five. I expect a little bit more than that out of my seven-year-old. Um, but we are setting that habit of we don't just jump out of bed and leave our covers in a big pile. Like we, we smooth it out. We try to work on making the bed. 
Um, so for the littles, that's it. They make their bed, they get dressed, and then they can play until breakfast, which is at 7.30. Um, then my oldest one, she is the only one that can read independently right now. So part of her morning routine is to read her Bible. She's actually reading through the Psalms too. I got her a little tracker. Um, and every time she reads a chapter, she gets to color in her little bubble for that chapter. So she's been reading through the Psalms um, forward, you know, in the right direction, one forwards. So uh, we recently crossed uh, paths of where we're reading, me going backwards and her going forwards. So that was fun. We were laughing about, I think she was in a passage where it was talking about the unicorn in the land or something. And the day later I was like, Hey, I just read that. So I'm, I crossed you in the, in the Psalms we crossed. Um, but anyway, she is seven and that is part of her morning routine is just reading a chapter or two, depending on the length of the chapter, um, out of her Bible, reading the Psalms. So it's really simple. It is totally doable for our kids, but it's something that we've really tried to put in order um, in our home to kind of help them get their day off to a good start. Um, and really it helps me as the mom, I'm not having to go and make, you know, goodness, how many beds do we have now in our home? Um, you know, I'm not having to go and dress all the kiddos. Obviously I have the little ones that I'm changing their diapers and getting them dressed. Um, but the older ones, they're, they're fully capable of that. And so they can do, I mean, even my three-year-old is very capable. Um, and she knows how to put her clothes away and get her new clothes on and to somewhat make her bed. So it's been a really big help to me just being able to have, a, and again, it's just a, a small little thing, but it really just helps in the moving forward of our day, keeping things going. Because after breakfast, like we just jump straight into our homeschooling morning. So it's nice that I don't have to come back and be like, okay, well, why aren't you dressed? Why didn't you make your bed? Like that stuff's done. They know, hey, before I come out to back breakfast, I need my morning routine to be done. Um, so anyway, that is just chatting about establishing a morning routine with the emphasis of simplifying, um, what that is looking like in our season as we are really needing to embrace a life of simplicity as we are in a transition and adjustment of having baby number five having a new child in our home. Um, so anyway, I would love to hear from you. If you have tips on you know, establishing a morning routine, I will say I am not the authority on this at all. Um, I, I know some things that have worked for me. I know some things that haven't worked for me. Um, but I am, I am continuing to learn and glean on this topic. So if you have something that you're just like, hey, this has been magic in my home, share it with me. I would love to hear. You can email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. Um, but it has been just a topic that has kind of come up in my own mind. Some people have requested it. We did the evening routine, so it felt like it'd be really good to do morning routine. And I do think, you know, I, this podcast covers such a broad spectrum of women, but I do think a lot of us are just in the that time of life where our morning cannot be super complicated, um, where it's just not going to happen. So when this idea of simplify came in, I thought this is going to be a really great time to couple the idea of simplifying with a morning routine and just hash out how can we mesh these two things together um, to make it doable, to make it something that we can actually achieve and succeed at. So thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Look forward to chatting with you ladies again next time. 
I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.